0: Life moves quickly. Contemplative Tuesday podcast invites you to slow down, take a deep breath, and join in a guided contemplative engagement in scripture and prayer. Together, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to form us, transform us, as we are attentive to the beauty and power of God's Word, and as we use the practice of imagination. To bring the unseen kingdom of God into view. Contemplative Tuesday podcast comes to you from the beautiful campus of Gordon College in Wenham, Massachusetts. And I'm your host, Lauren Becker, Associate Dean for Spiritual Formation. Before we begin, take a few deep breaths wherever you may be and prepare to listen prayerfully. A Call to Worship, Psalm nineteen, fourteen. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. We'll begin with silence. Breathe deeply. God is present with us. Ask the Lord to speak to you and prepare to listen attentively. This Contemplative Tuesday will look a bit different. Today we will soak in the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, in its entirety. We'll progress through this letter, chapter by chapter, to receive the full scope of the richness and wisdom it has to offer. Choose to play back any chapter as often as you like to let the words sink in. Or listen through the letter as one progression. Between each chapter, you'll find time for reflection, recentering your focus and attention, and for prayer. As you listen to Paul's letter to the Ephesian Christ followers, hold two questions before you. First, what is the church? Second, What is the purpose of the church? The letter to the Ephesians has a message for us this very day. Paul wrote it toward the end of his life while in prison, and so we see a rich theological maturity and wisdom in his message. The letter, in its generality, was likely written to be passed around to many churches which is why we can truly read it as though it was written to us, God's people, in each of our communities this very day. Ephesians reminds us of God's eternal plan to restore the entirety of creation. His word is forming the church, reminding us of our identity and purpose. Lord, graciously let your word form us, as we are present to you in this time and space. Amen. Ephesians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. To the praise of His glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. We were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, remember that formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember. That at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of his promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have written already briefly. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings, for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in their futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, "'Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. "'Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood "'and speak truthfully to your neighbor, "'for we are members of one body. "'In your anger, do not sin. "'Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, "'and do not give the devil a foothold. "'Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer.' Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church His body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. To make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. As you go, hold tight to God's word and truth. After the benediction, continue in a spirit of confidence in God's eternal plan to restore the entirety of creation and in the hope to which he has called you. Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Amen.